on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Purcell, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q and AF. That's where you submit the Qs and we give you the AFs. You can submit your questions one of a couple different ways. The first way is, guys, you can email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. And these questions can be about anything. It can be about business, life, entrepreneurship, how to kick ass, what's going on in the world. We'll take whatever you got. <clears throat> if I were you, I'd ask questions about how to win because that's what I like to talk about best. And I think that's where we provide the most value. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take whatever you got. The second way is now we're on YouTube. Uh, that's just something that's been recent for us. If you go to the Q&AF episodes and you drop your question in the comments section, we'll pull some questions from there as well. Now, if this is your first time listening, there's shows within the show. Today, you're going to hear Q&AF. Uh, but other times, you're going to hear CTI. That's cruise the internet. That means uh, we're going to put topics up on the screen. We're going to sift through them. We're going to dissect and speculate on what we think is true, what might not be true, and then how we can all work together to solve some of the problems going on in the world. Other times, real talk, that's five to 20 minutes of me just giving you guys some real talk, usually based around personal development, what's going on in the world, and uh, solving some of these fucking problems. And then other times, we have full length. Full length is just like what you guys see on most other podcasts. It's, uh, we, we sit in here with some guests, we have a conversation. So for all of that, we have what's called the fee. And when I say pay the fee, it's very simple. Uh, tell someone about the show, okay? We don't run ads on the show. I don't take money from people and fill 30 minutes of your day with bullshit ads. Uh, this show, I finance myself um, and I try to provide value. So if you guys get something out of the show, if you learn skills, if it makes you think, if it makes you laugh, it gives you new perspective. If it's helped you in any way, please share the show. A lot of you guys are very diligent about sharing the show. I appreciate you guys very much. That's how we've been able to maintain a top-ranked podcast over the course of nearly a decade now, uh, just off of word of mouth. However, there's a lot of people that don't share the show, and you don't share the show for whatever reason. You, you know, your, your cousin doesn't like my, poli my politics or doesn't like that I curse or whatever, whatever. Bro, you're the reason that this fucking country is sinking, just so you know. You believe in the message. You guys come to me and you say, oh, you should run for office. You, you won't even share the fucking message. Okay, so if you want my voice, and my perspective to be out there, you got to share it. So please pay the fee. If, it's, if we give real value, please share it. If we don't give real value, don't fucking share it. But it's that simple, man. A lot of you guys do it. I appreciate you guys. But a lot of you guys don't, man. And, uh, you know, when you guys look at me and you say, man, everybody should be listening to Andy. Well, yeah, that's why I ask you to share the show. It's real simple. So please share the show. Don't be a host. That's it. I mean, dude, like I get tired of that. Like I get tired of people saying, man, I wish everybody listened to this. Man, you should run for office. Man, if everybody heard this, it, we could fix some things, blah, blah, blah. But they won't share the show. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm fucking trying. Yeah. Like we don't have like a, a fucking multi-billion dollar fucking machine behind us fucking helping with ads and pushing it. Like we don't have that. It was simply word of mouth value exchange. You got to share it. Bro, we're not on a fucking listen. podcast network. Like, dude, I'm totally independent. Like, I don't go on one of these podcast networks that promotes our shit. Like, and it works because a lot of people do share the show. But, bro, there's a whole lot of people that listen that do not. Mm -hmm. They don't share it. And then those are the same people that message me saying, man, I fucking love your shit, bro. You know, I wish I could say the things that you say. Motherfucker. 
I'm saying them for you. All you got to do is share the shit. Mm -hmm. You know, we need our voice out there. I'm trying to be the voice. I've been trying for three and a half fucking years. And really, honestly, for the better part of 10 years. And it just gets old for me to have people say to me, man, everybody should hear what you're saying. That's why we have the fee, dude. That's why I ask you to share it. Like, at least have enough courage to share what you believe. And if it, if it sucks, don't share it. But I'm just, if, you, if you get it and, it and it really helps you, fucking share it, man. Like, <clears throat> bro, we got we to gotta get our fucking, we got to find our fucking balls. You know what I'm saying? Or beans. Yeah. Or, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I just get tired of hearing it, dude. I get it, man. Oh, you know, fucking everybody should be like, no shit. <laughs> We're over here fighting censorship and fucking shadow bans, all of that. Just share the shit. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Everything good? What's going on? Well, I mean, like, I'm just in the midst of whooping everybody's ass in this transformation contest we got going on here. Whooping ass or getting lucky? Oh, yeah, just getting lucky every day, bro. I figured that's a little luckier every day. It's weird how that works for me. (laughs) Like, everything that I do, I'm just lucky, and I just keep getting lucky. Yeah. It's weird. It's amazing. The harder you work, the luckier you get. No, it's like, it's not even, you know, like, the hard work is not related. Like, that's just shit I like to do because, you know, I'm a psychopath, (laughs) right? Like, I just like to do it. It has nothing to do. Like, I just keep getting lucky. Yeah. You know, every business I start fucking works. Every fucking thing I set my mind to happens. Uh, you know, I just go out and do this shit that everybody observes me doing every day for fun. Like I just do, I just do it for clout, (laughs) you know, like I'm just out doing my fucking ruck every day and doing my, you know, live hard program and, you know, watching what I eat, train hard as fuck, you know, 40, 43 years old. Just getting lucky, dude. Yeah. This okay. Serious, serious question, Andy, because like, I feel like this is a problem that we're going to have to address. Um, we are rucking every day. It's hot in St. Louis. What are you going to do about the tan line? We still have not figured out a solution. It's a real problem. This yeah. is a serious issue, guys. I know. I cannot be having a go ruck tan line across my body. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know how I'm going to do it. They got these little gas can weights, right? Like, oh, carry. fuck that. No, yeah, it might be that. that, bro. No. It might have to be that. It might have to be. For your forums. It might have to be a ruck in the morning and like a run in the afternoon mm-hmm. with no shirt. Yeah. Or just some extra pool time. Or extra pool time. Yeah. I see. You have a nice pool. Yeah. It's okay. I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it, man. Well, uh, Andy, it is Q&A, man. And we got some good ones for you. Uh, let's knock these out. Cool. Andy, question number one. Andy, I've been following the show for a while, and I've been putting a lot of work into personal development. But with all of that, my social life has basically completely disappeared. And I have almost zero close friends. You talk a lot about going through no man's land when it comes to friends. My question is, how do I know if I'm actually in no man's land or if I just need to get out of my comfort zone and go find some fucking friends? What do you got on this? Well, it sounds to me like you are exactly in no man's land. Okay, no man's land is the di- like the saying, right, that everybody likes to say. Oh, it's fucking lonely at the top. Motherfucker, you don't know shit about the top. You ain't ever been to the top. I ain't even been to the top. And I'm much further along than you, okay? So let's be real. You don't know shit. You're repeating some shit that your fucking Uncle Joe says or your fucking cousin that hasn't done shit. It's lonely at the top. It ain't fucking lonely at the top, bro. It's lonely in the middle, all right? And here's the thing. When you first start out with trying to achieve something that's not the norm of what everybody else is trying to achieve, they think you're fucking weird. They think there's something wrong with you, okay? And then you set out actually doing the work. 
and you set out getting some results. And what happens is Steve and Tony and Mary Jane from your fucking old neighborhood, they look at you and they say, oh, this dude's weird. What's wrong with him? He's too good for us now. You're fucking right. I'm too good for you because I'm not going to sit around and waste my fucking life. Okay. And so as you progress out of that friend zone, which by the way, those people are never your friends. They're just people you hung out with. All right. You get into this lonely place and that lonely place is called no man's land. And that's the time that you spend between your, what you thought were your friends and then finding a new group of people who are aligned with the actions that you're taking and the goals that you have that are going to support, push you down the road, pick you up whenever you're, you've stumbled and help you become that version of yourself you're trying to become. And most people never put in enough time to actually get to that point. They get into the no man's land zone where there's really nobody around. It's very lonely. It's a real thing. And they say, fuck, it's lonely. And then they go back to their old friends and they never venture outside of that. Okay. That's a mistake because what ends up happening if you continue to go is you find a group of people who are aligned with the goals that you have for yourself. These people, instead of making fun of you, instead of talking shit to you, instead of making you feel guilty for wanting more of yourself, these people actually do all the opposite. They support you. They encourage you. They pick you up when you fall down. They push you down the road to be better. And that journey will happen multiple times over the course of your life if you continue to go. So you'll meet your first group of friends and these people will probably be, you know, just like you. They lived in the regular world of the socially acceptable world for a long time and they've pushed out and they've created something and they're working and, and they're working towards all these better things. And these people will be comfortable there. And you'll, you'll, if you continue to go, you'll, you'll outgrow them too. And you'll go through another phase of no man's land. And then you'll come to another group of people who are actually doing things at a higher level. And that process will repeat itself over and over and over again until you find yourself with literally the highest performing humans on the planet. My, my phone, if you looked at my phone and you looked at the missed calls or the, you know, the, the call data, I mean, every one of those motherfuckers is worth nine, 10 figures, every single one of them, right? These are all people whose names you know. These are people who are out there kicking ass, doing things, living at a higher standard, building incredible things. There's billionaires. 100 millionaires, you know, uh, high performance people that like, dude, it's just, it, it, it's an incredible group of people that all hold me accountable to being a higher level of me, which allows me to do what I do. So like, it's not lonely at the top. That's just something losers fucking say to excuse themselves from doing the work that is necessary to actually become who it is they want to become. Because everybody has this little version of themselves in their heart that they know they're supposed to become. They know it. They know what it's supposed to be. They can feel it. They can see it. They know they're supposed to be this bad motherfucker that exists inside of them, but they do not have the courage to even say, this is what I want to become. They don't, even, they don't even have the balls to say, this is what I want. And if you don't have the fucking balls to say, this is what I want, you sure as fuck don't have the, the, the inner grit, fortitude, uh, tenacity to go out and create it. So that's where these friends come in. And that's why it's important for you to fucking be around people who actually support you. Because the reason I am who I am is because along the way, I've met people who have demanded me to rise up and become a better version of myself. And I'm surrounded by those people every day. Look at the motherfuckers in this building I get to come in. Bro, I got fucking half a dozen dudes in here who ran 100 miles. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got people in here that fucking do incredible things every fucking week. Like, it's hard not to be on your shit because everybody is. That's where you want to be. You want to be around people like that. Not 
you're Steve Tony and Mary from fucking the old neighborhood who think you're a weirdo because you don't want to be broke and drunk and fat like they're going to be their whole lives. So you're not you're not fucking abnormal, bro. You're just outgrowing the people who have been holding you back your entire life and you're in the middle and you haven't found that new group yet. You need to keep going. That is it. Let me ask you this, Andy, two, two questions. So one, when you got to that first no man's land, how long did you spend there? And then the second part is, who controls how long you spend? In you that you control it. Okay. You control how long you're there because, and by the way, there will be a time, right? Like it's phases. You're going to spend some time there because once you get in that first group of friends, you, you're going to be overwhelmed with, you know, new energy and new ideas and new objectives and goals and dreams that you want for yourself because these people who are around you are going to like, basically you're going to catch what they have. Okay. And if you're really a, a, like a killer, like you're a, a hardcore driven, I want to keep going person. You're going to apply that shit and you're going to naturally start to move on from that. Some of those people will go with you by the way, but some of them won't. Okay. It's unlike the first group, the first group, none of those people will go with you. The second group, a few of those people will go with you and they'll make it to that third group or that fourth group with you, right? But you'll repeat this multiple times over your life if you're an ambitious, driven, committed human to pursuing your ultimate potential over the course of your life. This will happen over and over and over again. You will go, you will go through times of extreme loneliness and feel like you, know, you don't have any friends, but that's not reality, dude. You do have friends. You're just busy focusing on yourself. You're busy taking care of business. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that in your life. Okay, too, too many of us are loyal to friendships, right? Because people guilt us. They, they say like, oh, Andy, you know, he's getting too fucking big for his britches. Oh, Andy, he's, you know, he's not humble anymore. That's what they like to say. A lot he's of them changed. like to say that shit. You changed. No shit, bitch. That's, I, I was supposed to change. I was supposed to fucking change. That's the, that's the whole point. So thank you. Thank you for recognizing it. Like, dude, this is, this is something that really kills a lot of people's potential because they can't get through that first phase to learn how much better it would be when they have people around them that actually pull them along, support them, and contribute to what they truly want to be. 100%. And this, it goes to like that metaphorical ladder of success we talk about, right? These are those, so you're talking about those groups, those each phases. Those are just rungs on that ladder, right? So, so just going back to that first question, uh, I asked, so how long did you spend in that first, that first phase of that no man's land on that first? I, I don't know. I mean, I, there's no definitive time. I don't yeah. know. Like it, like I seem to go through about every four years, a new phase. Mm -hmm. That's what the cycle it seems to be for me. It's like every four years I level up and I've got a whole new group of people around me and I'm still friends with those people from before, but I'm just not spending my my nights and my weekends and my dinners and shit with those people. Yeah. Honestly, dude, once you get old enough, you don't really like, it's not like when you're young, man, like you kind of like just hang with your tight circle and that's it. Like, I don't really hang with people. Like I talk to people on the phone or I text them, but like, it's not like it used to be like everybody's busy. That's the other thing. Right. When you get to that level, it's not like everybody's coming around on Sunday for the barbecue. Like you might not talk to people for six months. That doesn't mean they're not your friend. Like, a lot of you guys need to grow the fuck up. Like, you think, like, oh, Andy didn't talk to me for six months, so he must be mad at me. Motherfucker, I didn't even think of you for six months because I'm so busy worrying about my own shit. And if you were about worried about your own shit. <laughs> you wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. dude, it's, um, 
You know, it, it's just something that you, it's hard to understand when you're going through it or at least haven't gotten to that first phase because you don't have the perspective. You think that you're going to go out and be this like weird, lonely person your whole life. And that's just not the case, bro. All the great shit's going to come from you just refusing to quit and pushing yourself through. And if this person would, will continue to go for another, you know, however long, six months, a year, whatever it fucking takes, you're going to find that group and you'll be like, fuck, I'm glad I didn't quit because that will supercharge your entire life. I love it, man. I love it. That was uh, question number one. Let's move on to question number two. Uh, taking a different, a different approach to this, right? Um, we're just, I mean, I guess it's almost like an overarching theme is relationships, right? These circles, these friends. Uh, question number uh, two, Andy, you've talked several times about cutting people out who don't contribute to their mission. Maybe these are people in that first group, right? How do you say no to your friends uh, because you're busy working and doing personal development without hurting their feelings? Do you feel like it's your obligation to spend time with certain people? And what's a good way to do this without being super abrupt and being perceived as insensitive? I don't care about their feelings. That's not my problem. That's their problem. That's a you problem. That's not a me problem. My fucking problem is how am I getting from here to here? And how am I going to do that? That's what I'm worried about. However you perceive that, whether you think I'm being a jerk or whatever you think I'm being aloof or whether you think I'm too good or not humble or this or that, I don't give a fuck. Okay, understand that. I don't give a single fuck how you perceive it. The people you will stay in contact with will be gracious with your progress. These are the people who will, say, who will understand. They will understand that it's not personal, that you're just doing your thing. They will understand that it's not a personal attack, that you don't call them every fucking other day or text them for four or five, six months. There's a saying amongst high-level successful people, busy people understand busy people, okay? And what that means is we don't get our fucking panties in a bunch over the fact that, you know, our buddy didn't text us back one time or it took him a week or it took him a fucking month. We don't worry about shit like that. We're worried. We're too worried about winning. We're too worried about accomplishing things. So like, I don't even literally give any fucking attention to that at all. And that took a long time. That wasn't something that in the beginning I felt that way. I must say, did you, did you, was there a point where you did? Yeah, no, in the beginning I did feel guilty. I fucking felt guilty because people try to guilt you. And then you were like, fuck, maybe I am, maybe I am, you know, Maybe I'm not as good as I think I am, or I can't do what I think. Bro, those people are poison for your fucking life, okay? And that's what you'll come to realize. So, like, when they start guilting you and you actually feel guilty, you should fucking remember that your Uncle Andy over here told you to keep fucking going, and uh, that shit, don't worry about that shit. Those people, these are people that are stuck in the fucking matrix, bro. They, they cannot understand how you want to be better. They can't understand that it's even possible to be better. They have no comprehension of what you're trying to do or what your dreams are or what your goals are. They don't get it, and they're not going to fucking get it. It's back like when we were trying to explain the, all the COVID shit to all the people. They're not going to get it. They're fucking not going to get it, bro. I wasted three years of my life trying to convince people, and now I got the same people coming to me saying, fuck, bro, why didn't I listen to you? Now I got this fucking medicine. It's fucking me up. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, I spent three years trying to tell you not to touch the fucking stove. You touched it anyway. Now you're fucking upset with me. Man, fuck off. Right? So this is the same mentality you're dealing with with these people in the beginning phase. Most of these people will only be happy for you when you become something that is so great that like they can talk about it. Like, I know that person. I know that dude. I know that girl. Or benefit right? from. Yeah, or benefit from, which, yeah. you know, you'll learn along the process that that's not, you don't do that. You know what I mean? I love it. Well, guys, Andy, 
our third and final question, uh, question number three. Andy, how can you incorporate healthy competition as an entrepreneur? Every time I try to do this, I feel like my coworkers don't take it the right way, and they think that I'm just trying to make them look bad. Is this a me problem, or is this a them problem? I want all of us to win, and I'm having a hard time getting the people around me in that same competitive mindset. Okay, where you're making a mistake here is that you're trying to coordinate the plan with these people. Like, hey, we're all going to win. We're all going to do this. We're all going to do that. That's not how humans work, okay? If you want competition, you got to create competition. Hel I don't give a fuck about healthy competition, by the way. Competition is competition. I'm here to fucking win, okay? When you adopt that attitude, the one I just said, I'm here to fucking win, and you stop giving a fuck if it hurts their fucking feelings, you know what's going to happen? They're actually going to get more competitive, and they will rise to the occasion. You have to go first. You have to give no fucks about how they interpret it. Oh, you're making me look bad. Good. I'm glad you look bad. That means I'm doing fucking great, okay? And what, you, what will happen is those people will fucking start to run after you because they're like, oh, shit, he's going no matter what. And they'll, rate, they'll rise up. And what happens magically is instead of them resenting you, eventually when they start winning, they start to respect you for going first, okay? So you're trying to coordinate it all and, and, and do all like, oh, guys, let's do this. Isn't this a good idea? And then when you try, they're like, fuck, Steve, you're making us look bad. Man, fuck them, okay? Do not worry about that at all. Don't even fucking talk to them about it until you're so far ahead when they're like, fuck, Steve's hitting his numbers or he's getting paid or he's getting a promotion. Be like, yeah, I tried to get you guys to go, but you're not going. Just come do these things. And then you invite them to go and they will fucking go. But until you go, they're not gonna go. And this is a, this is a fundamental flaw with most people when it comes to leadership because they believe that there's a way to somehow coordinate it all peacefully and package it real nice so nobody gets offended. Bro, winning offends people. Doing great shit offends people. Whether it's your fucking teammates, whether it's the people on the outside, whether it's the other team, people don't like motherfuckers that are good at what the fuck they do. So get good at what you do if you want your team to win because they will follow you out of spite at first and then respect you later for making them better, okay? So like you're thinking about it the wrong way. You have to go and they will follow. I love that. Andy, why, why do you think people get so, why, why do you think people put so much fucking care and emphasis on other people's feelings? Like, how do we get here? Because that's what they're taught to, to care about. Like, if you think about what we're taught to, look at our whole society, bro. You can't even say the truth because it offends people. You can't point out statistical facts about society because it hurts people's fucking feelings. Whether or not they're there or not. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you're giving out trophies to kids yeah. now based upon showing up so their feelings don't get hurt. So you ask where it comes from. It's a cultural indoctrination of creating a scenario where people don't value achievement anymore. They value just being a part of. And that's not the way natural order works. Natural order, no matter what you think about it, no matter what your fucking opinions are, no matter how much you bitch, whine, cry, and spend, most people spend their whole lives complaining about it, it's still going to apply. And the winners are going to fucking win. And the losers are going to kick rocks. The winners are going to have the spoils. Losers are going to have the leftovers. This is reality, bro. And there's no way to fucking talk your way around it. There's no way to protest your way around it. There's no way to cause a scene around it. It's just the way it fucking is. I didn't make the fucking rules, bro. But I understand the rules. And they're concrete. And I play by them. Because that's where the reward is. And you would do yourself a service 
instead of thinking that you can bitch, argue, fight, and like resist and kick and scream, and somehow you're going to get what you want and just accept the rules and be like, bro, if I want to win, I got to get fucking good. And that's it. And so like, stop wasting your life. Stop being someone who fucking thinks you're going, you're, you're, bro, there's 8 billion people on this earth. No one gives a fuck how you feel about anything. They don't. And if you think that these people out there telling you this shit, see what's actually happening. And if you were fucking an aware human being, and you will come to realize this is truth, whether it's now or whether it's 50 years from now, what's actually happened to you. And the reason that you care so much about feelings over the actual performance or the facts of the matter is because you have been taught by a higher power than us, the peasants, that's us, okay, by the elite, the most elite people on the planet who have the most money, the most power, the most resources, they have everything, the most freedom, everything, okay? You have been taught to not play the game. Don't play the game. Showing up is good enough. Does, if you don't know algebra, you don't have to learn it. Dude, you know what? You don't have to have a great credit score to get a mortgage anymore. You get a lower, uh, lower credit score and you'll get a mortgage just fine. They're teaching people not to compete so that they can stay in fucking power. Okay. And so are you going to waste your whole life because some elite fuck taught you that the fake rules to the game so that you get fat, sick, lazy, inactive, unhealthy, dumb, filled with alcohol, unfit, like, bro, that's what they want from you. Because when you're that way, you're not a threat to their to whatever they have. This is why I say personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion because it fucking is. That's what they don't want. They do not want you to be fit. They do not want you to have money. They do not want you to fucking be smart. They do not want you healthy, okay? If you're sick, you buy their drugs, okay? If you're stupid, you fall for their shit. If you're fat, you sit down and consume all their data. You're, you're a customer that they intentionally create. And, and, and dude, this mindset of everybody's fucking feelings, this this politically correct culture of not offending anybody, all of that is built around the idea of keeping us low and keeping them high. And we, as a society, need to figure it the fuck out because the rules of the game, just like in nature, are fucking survival of the fittest, kill or be killed. It, this is a fundamental reality. You either are or you fucking aren't. There's no in between. And no one gives a fuck how you feel. You could fucking protest. You could fucking post on social. You could cancel people. You could do whatever the fuck you want. But the motherfuckers that keep moving and they keep, they keep working and they keep getting better, they're going to have all the shit and you're not going to have anything. You're going to be stuck at home watching fucking streaming, paying for it. You're going to be eating fucking Uber Eats, okay? Getting fat as fuck, which is going to make you sick, which makes you consume their fucking medical system, okay? Uh, you're going to be indoctrinated by their information because that's what you're doing because you're lazy, right? You're going to believe everything they said. So now you become not only a non-player in the game, but also an asset to their fucking way of life. And then keep voting for it because Dude, you, look, you, you man, need it. Look, it's real shit. And it ain't ever changed. And like these people out here that fucking try to make it be like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, winning's not cool anymore, you know. But bro, don't listen to that shit, bro. I just going to live my life and, you know, float around and experience life, bro. Find those people in 20 years, find them in 20 years. Okay. Cause I'm old enough to know what that happens in 20 years. A lot of you guys aren't all right. Don't listen to it. Use the time right now to become great at what the fuck you want to be great at, to become educated, to become fit, to become, you know, wealthy, 
All right. So that you could actually have some sort of freedom because those are the only things that are going to give you real freedom. They're not going to give it to you. We're living in an age of technological and intentional propaganda slavery. All right. Look how they're promoting being overweight as healthy and cool. Right. Look how they're promoting all this crazy shit, the opposite of reality. It's, it's, all, it's all to keep people down so that they can maintain power. The only, the, the only thing, this is why they villainize achievement. This is why in culture, there's a, there's, a, there's a part of culture right now that hates people that go out and build businesses. Oh, I fucking capitalist. Yeah, motherfucker, I fucking provide food for literally fucking thousands of people. That's the way capitalism fucking works. Yeah. Use the 1%. Yeah. You're goddamn right I am. <laughs> Cost, took me 24 fucking years to get here. When you were fucking off, I was working. When you were fucking being a fucking lazy piece of shit, I was working. Now you want half my shit? Fuck you. Go get it yourself. So like, dude, it's, you ask where it comes from. That's where it comes from. It's indoctrinated into people. And it's a false reality. And it's, it's, it's a false reality to the point where it doesn't matter how much steam it gets. It will never be reality. Because this isn't the first time in the history of humankind that these principles have caught steam. Even in the, in, in, let's say it became the norm and everybody agreed, okay, we're going to just depend on the government. We're going to, bro, the government kills people. The government starves people. The government creates a life of misery. Ask anyone who lived in communist fucking Russia. Ask anyone who lives in communist Cuba. Ask anyone who lives in, com, who lived in communist Venezuela. Ask them. There's a reason motherfuckers come here and they're like, fuck, this is amazing. It ain't because that system's better than ours. And some of you are so misled and willing to justify your own unwillingness to actually put in any fucking effort in life that you are willing to ride that fucking false reality into the grave as opposed to like just working and trying to be better. It's dangerous, dude. Simple fix. Lots of people are ruined. Bro, look, that's for them. I don't really give a fuck about them. I'm here for the winners. I'm here for the people that want to win. I'm here for the people that, that are going to win. That's what the fuck we're here for. I'm not here for any of that shit. They can all fucking eat shit. I don't give a fuck. Now, if you want to come join the team, you're welcome. But it's really hard. You got to work. That's my, I've dedicated my whole life to this shit. So I love that, man. It's like I'm thinking I can care about your feelings or I can care about your winning. I can't do both. Not at the same time. I, I don't. <laughs> you, listen, bro. The way you care about other people's winning is by winning yourself. That's what people don't get. You got to be selfish to be selfless when it comes to that. If you, you can't sit there, like that's where the problem is with all these internet fucking coaches, right? How many internet coaches are there online that haven't done a fucking thing? But they're a coach, right? Right. Makes sense. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, dude, that was a little quick hitter, man. I loved it. Yeah, if you got any nice. more, I'll fucking take it. Oh, you want one. some extra sauce? Yeah. All right, I got one. <clears throat> Andy, 24 years in business. This is extra sauce question. 24 years in. Damn near a quarter of a century. Uh, you speak a lot on the business side about reinvesting, right? What would you say in the last 24 years was your best investment, reinvestment that you've made in any, any one of your companies? Myself. Taking my fitness and my health and my mental fucking toughness and my grit, my fortitude, my ability to persevere, my ability to endure, building myself into someone who's built for fucking winter for the hard times. That was the best investment I've ever made. Zero question. So not millions because of that, dollars in no, automation. Not that fucking investment made me hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay? That's not a, no, not millions of dollars in an investment. 
not new marketing, not this, not that. Like I could list all that shit out, but see, here's the thing. When you take care of yourself and you build yourself into a literal fucking weapon that's built for this game, everything becomes an advantage. Everything. Every investment becomes 10x because you have figured out a way to leverage your own personal abilities into your company. Everybody follows suit. Like I've talked about this on the show. When I started getting in shape, for real shape, in 2016, where our whole company was a bunch of fat fucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we were already a nine-figure company then. Now, now, fuck, you walk through here and everybody looks like fucking Zeus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and dude, you don't think those people are performing at a higher level? You don't think that these people who are taking care of themselves are performing at a higher level than maybe people that work at companies that try to compete with us? So what kind of investment can I, like, how, what kind of money could I spend to get that to happen? Mm-hmm. You can't do it. You, that's why it goes back to that question of the no man's land question. You have to go and people will follow. And that's the reality. So the best investment I ever made was committing myself to myself and making sure that I'm a fucking hard motherfucker that can handle what's going on because, dude, it takes that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And, dude, if you want to learn how to do it, go out and listen to episode 208. It'll give you the whole blueprint. It's the exact same blueprint I follow. That's the exact blueprint I follow for personal development and keeping myself tuned up. Um, And then if you want the process for what I do day to day in terms of being effective, as opposed to busy, go listen to episode 16. So if you listen to episode 208 and then episode 16, you will literally understand my entire fucking life and how I run it. Because those two episodes, that's exactly how I run my life. Like, you won't ever have to ask a question again. Because that's exactly what I do. Do I not do those things? Every day. That's what I do. Every day. So it's exactly what I do. There's nothing withheld. There's no secret sauce that I do. There's no, it's all right there, bro. And it's free. I give it to you for free. You know why I give it to you for free? Because I want you to fucking win. Because we need fucking winners. We need winners out there setting the pace for everybody else to fucking know what it looks like to win. There's not enough people winning. There's not enough people doing great shit for everybody to actually touch it and see it and feel it, which keeps people uninspired believing that they cannot achieve great shit. See, this is contagious. This is a ripple effect. If you win, other people win. If they win, other people win. If those other people win, some other motherfuckers win. And this is the, this is the, the fucking cultural rebellion that we must have. It has to be a rebellion of personal excellence and winning so that we can all rise. And when we all become people who are fit, intelligent, uh, wealthy, at least to the, you know, not poor, right? Um, And aware of what's going on, now they can't control us. And right now they can because they've created a whole fucking culture full of zombie fuckers that don't even know what the fuck is going on. They They think and mainstream media is like actual news still. Like it was 30 years ago. Uh, that's getting a little tinfoil there. I'm just saying. Well, it is what it is. But I'm just saying, they think that's real shit. Yeah. They don't understand there's a whole narrative being propagated out to get people to behave in a certain way. Like they can't grasp that. You got to break the matrix. No, dude. The only way to break the matrix is through personal excellence. It's raising of standards. It's setting the example for other people to see. Because, dude, just like we were talking yesterday, you and I were talking yesterday about cars at the end of the day. Do you remember what we were talking about? We were talking about how when I drive my Chevelle to the gas station, every motherfucker loves it. Everybody loves it. No everybody hate. loves it. Doesn't matter. Nobody hates on it. Everybody loves it. 90-year-old women, seven-year-old kids, this that. I drive my fucking LaFerrari to the gas station and nobody fucking says shit except the little kids. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the reason is, is because these people can see the Chevelle as obtainable to them. Right? So it's like, cool. 
And then I'm a dick when I drive the LaFerrari, right? Because that's like, I'm just showing off. Well, you don't know. I have a passion for cars. What you also don't know is what that passion for cars has created. It's created fucking thousands of fucking jobs. Okay? So, because they can see the Chevelle as obtainable, they cheer for that. But what they're really cheering for is their own limitations. Mediocracy. Well, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So, like, you're okay with cheering for something that you, you feel comfortable with. But like when you see something that's outside that box, it upsets you. Well, the reason it upsets you is because you're not understanding that you have the capacity to move outside that box. It's just nobody ever told you that before. So we got a lot of work to do. A lot of people that I feel like, like a lot of people in society just need that well, smack of permission. Well, hold on. Now, if that same person, okay, let's just say the same person who was hating, if they had grown up in a family where one of their uncles or some, one of their cousins or somebody was a wealthy person and they had some cool shit, they wouldn't hate on it because they would say, oh, fuck, I actually know a person who did that. And they would probably come up and they do and say, hey, my cousin does this mm -hmm. and that and this. What do you do? And they get interested, right? And they learn and they get a little better. So it's, a, it's all about them being able to witness the win. All right? And what we have right now is a pandemic, an epidemic of fucking loserdom and mediocrity that was intentionally created by our own fucking systems to keep people suppressed instead of being winners. All right. And so now your whole family, they have never witnessed anybody who's actually became top level physical fitness, top level uh, successful. They don't witness that shit or even any level of success. So how can they go to achieve something? How can we raise our standards if they never witness it? Hmm. Or know it's possible. They don't know it's possible. They think it's for other people. They think it's for people who, you know, were born over here or on third base or people who got lucky or people who fucking sold their soul to the devil and shit, right? Bro, the only thing that sells your soul to the devil is you becoming less than what you're meant to become on this fucking earth. Let's be real about it. Because that's a fucking slap in the face of the higher power. Facts. Yeah. Some deep shit, man. Yeah, well, you know, that's why, that's why personal excellence is the cultural rebellion that we must have. It is, it, that's, that's what's going to change shit. It's going to be you, and I'm talking to you, and a lot of you guys think I'm talking to someone else. I'm not talking to DJ. I'm talking to the motherfucker who's got this shit going right in their ears right now. It's going to come from you raising your fucking standards. Reach down and grab your fucking jelly belly right now. That ain't setting an example, bro. Go look at your bank account. That ain't setting an example, okay? Go look at what you believe to be true and who you get your news from. That's probably not setting an example. Or maybe you do know everything's fucked up, but you don't know what to do. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's starting here with yourself because those are the things that are going to inspire others to be better, which creates our ability as a collective to break out of the mental restrictions that they have intentionally placed upon us. I love it, man. I love it. Well, guys, make sure you subscribe. Yeah, that was smooth. Yeah. So Joe just hold up a sign in here and said subscribe. I'll see it on, on YouTube. Yeah. Really. And DJ fucking <laughs> got it. So yeah, subscribe to the YouTube. Well, I don't know if it was right. me or him. You need it. You, yeah. <laughs> that was for me. But yeah, but you got it. So we're fucking good. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Joe. Fucking Joe. <laughs> this is your fault. Joe did the right thing. Motherfucker said. Good job, Joe. That's a DJ. It was Show of hands. Whose fault is that? DJ's? It was in black writing, so I thought it was. That's funny. right. It's your fault. All right. Well, that's all I got. All right. All right, guys. Pay the fee. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl. Fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch. Booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold.
Melissa, no headshot, case closed.